We are continuing this series that we started a few weeks ago called Overwhelmed. Everybody just look at your neighbor and say, Overwhelmed. Look at your other neighbor and say, Overwhelmed. Man, in this series over this last several weeks, we've been talking about the fact that so many times in our lives we find ourselves just stressed out, just overwhelmed about stuff in our, in our lives. And it's really just kind of normal in our culture today that people are just overbooked and overscheduled and overworked and overdrawn in your bank account. And you just find yourself just kind of maxed out, kind of stressed out, just kind of ready to just throw your hands up and give up and that is kind of normal in our in our world in our culture today but what we found in this series is that that's not the way that God wants us to live he doesn't want it to be a normal occurrence for the people of God to feel stressed out and overwhelmed in fact he wants to give us rest everybody say rest He wants to give you rest. He wants you to be able to overcome and be victorious in this life, to have a peace and a rest in him. And that's what we've been studying throughout this series. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to go ahead and turn with me to the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, chapter 4 and verse 35. And while you're turning there, let me just go over what we've been going over this last several weeks and just kind of review. Every single week, we've had this one statement that's been just kind of driving us through this series. If you've been here, you know it. I want you to say it aloud with me. It's on the screen there today. It says, when what I have is less than what I need or want, the result is stress. And what we've been talking about is the fact that stress, that this feeling of being overwhelmed, it comes from this deficit or this lack in our lives. When what I have is not enough to meet what I need or what I want, then the result is that I feel overwhelmed, that I feel stressed out. And we've talked about how this plays out in so many different areas of our lives. The first week we talked about in our schedule. Everybody say schedule. We talked about how, man, sometimes you don't have enough time to do all the things that you want to do or need to do. And because of that, you run around like crazy and you just feel stressed out and overwhelmed and maxed out in your schedule. And we gave you just kind of this bottom line statement for that week. And that is this, you can't do it all. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. And we said, hey, sometimes you just got to realize there are some things that need to be shared and there are some things that need to be stopped and all things need to be surrendered to God. Then the second week we talked about this area of our life, this area of money. Everybody say money. We had this kind of bottom line statement that week and that was this, you can't have it And so many times in life, we feel stressed out, we feel overwhelmed because we're trying to get all this stuff that we really don't need. And even if we had it all, it wouldn't satisfy us anyway. And we learn that we have to find our satisfaction and our provision. We have to find our value and our worth and our security. We have to find all of that stuff in God rather than looking to money and things to satisfy us. Then last week, we talked about a fun one. We talked about people, and we talked about a a few specific people in our lives that stress us out. Sometimes we even kind of gave them names, and many of us were like, yeah, I know people like that in my life. And we had this one just kind of bottom line statement that helped us out uh, to understand when we're stressed out by people, and that is this, you can't please everybody. 
And the truth is what we found out last week is that, hey, you're just going to stress yourself out if you go around all the time trying to make everybody happy. And every week what we have learned is we, we have learned that when we don't have what we think we need or what we want, then the result is that we get stressed out and that we get overwhelmed. And this morning we're going to look at another subject, and this one's a little bit different because this is one that we don't have any control over. You know, when we think about the other stuff, we think about money and we think about, you know, our schedule and even our relationships sometimes. We feel like we have at least a little bit of control. But today we're going to talk about when things are out of control. Everybody say out of control. We're going to talk about circumstances. We're going to talk about problems in our lives. And when we, when we get to those places in life where it's like, I don't have control over this situation, it seems like in those places is where we get stressed out and overwhelmed the most. In fact, that brings us to the bottom line for this message this morning, and that is this. You don't have control. Everybody just look at, just kind of go like this and say, I don't have control. You don't, you don't have control. In fact, let's do, let's do a little survey here today. We've done a survey in every one of these, every one of these messages in this series. How many of you would be honest and raise your hand today and you would say sometimes maybe you'd have to even be more honest than that and you'd say most of the time, maybe even all the time, you would say, I like to be in control. Come on, raise your hand. Oh, that's pretty much everyone here today. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I'm not, I'm not a control freak. I mean, just ask my wife, just ask my, just ask my, staff and those people that work for me. I, every once in a while, you know, I want to be in control, but only on days that end in Y. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday. Yeah, I mean, don't we all struggle with this, right? We struggle with this, this, uh, this idea that I got to have control and I got to make everything go the way I want it to go. And if things aren't going the way I want them to go, then I get all stressed out and I feel overwhelmed by circumstances and problems and stuff that's happening in my life that I don't have control over. And that's what we find right here in this passage. In Mark chapter 4 and verse number 35, we find the disciples in this place where they find themselves in a place where things are out of control. Check it out. Read it along with me on the screen and in your Bibles or your uh, version Bible app this morning. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowd behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm, everybody say fierce storm. But soon a fierce storm came up and high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. And Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Now let me ask you a little question here this morning. How many boat people do we have in the house today? Anybody like boats? How many of you own a boat? Let me see. I see one over here. Some of you over here own a boat. I was just looking because I like boats and I like to go out on a boat. I like to, you know, do a little water skiing, a little tubing, a little kind of stuff like that. I just don't want to own a boat. How many know what I'm saying? Like I like it when somebody else owns the boat, maintains it, pays for the gas, all that kind of stuff, right? And here's the disciples. They're out in the boat. 
boat, and they're out on the Sea of Galilee. And what you have to understand about the Sea of Galilee is that this sea was situated about 700 feet below sea level. And all around it were these mountains and this very rugged terrain. And so because of where the sea was sitting, it was notorious for being a place where weather could change in an instant. I mean, it could be a beautiful day, sun is shining, no wind, and then all of the sudden, out of nowhere, there could be storms that would just arise because of the terrain around the Sea of Galilee. And here's the disciples. They're in the boat, and everything's going good. They're just having a nice little smooth ride, maybe doing a little water skiing out there, doing a little fishing. And all of the sudden, out of nowhere, a storm comes, and suddenly everything is out of control. I started thinking about that in life. Isn't that how life is sometimes? That you can be just having a great day. I mean, just it's nice and everything's sunny and everything's going smooth in life. And then out of nowhere, all of the sudden, your life can be spiraling out of control. I mean, it just takes one phone call. It just takes one trip to the doctor. It just takes one meeting with the boss. It just takes, just, just in an instant, your life can be spiraling out of control and you can find yourself in the midst of the storm. And that's exactly what happened to the disciples that day. Verse 37 says, but soon a fierce storm came up and high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Here's the disciples and they're in an overwhelming situation. In fact, this is the very definition of an overwhelming situation. I I looked up the word overwhelm and it means to bury or to drown beneath a huge mass. And here are the disciples in the boat and they are being buried. They are drowning in this huge mass of water that is piling in to the boat. And I imagine what they must have been thinking on that day. They must have been thinking, this is the end for us. Will I ever see my family again? What Will I ever be able to see my children grow up? Are we going to make it out of this today? And here they are in this overwhelming circumstance. And look what they do. They begin to question God. What did they, what did they say? They said, Master, don't you even care that we're drowning? Some of you, maybe that's you here today, and you you find that things are happening, circumstances are happening in your life, and it seems like everything is out of control, and the wind, and the waves, and the storms, and the problems of your life are mounting up all around you, and you find yourself drowning underneath this overwhelming circumstance. Maybe you're here today, and maybe it's a financial circumstance. Maybe maybe you lost your job, or maybe because of the economy, your company downsized, or you got a demotion, and and maybe maybe you're looking at your finances, and you're under this huge mound of, of bills, and you feel like you're drowning, and you're overwhelmed, and you're thinking, God, don't you even care about my circumstance that I'm in today? 
Maybe some of you are here and, and maybe you're a young, young married couple and maybe just the dream of your life is to have children and that's all, all that you want more than anything and you've done everything and you try and you try and you try and that part's fun. But after a while, come on, you got to help me out. Is it true? Say amen. It's true. But after a while, it's not fun anymore. And you wonder... Is God ever going to come through for me in this situation? You've tried everything. Maybe some of you are here today and you're going through a miracle, a marriage uh, problem, a marriage circumstance, and, and you try and you try and you try to work it out and things don't seem to be working out and you feel overwhelmed and you're, and you're just thinking, God, do you care? Do you even care about what I'm going through? Some of you, maybe, maybe you're even uh, underneath a, a wave of emotion and you find yourself up and down and up and down and you're battling with depression and you can't seem to find hope for your life and you think, God, are you even there? Master, don't you even care that we're drowning here? Don't you even care? And these problems and these storms and these out-of-control, overwhelming circumstances in your life can even cause you to question God at times. God, do you even care about what I'm facing today? I'm overwhelmed by circumstances. So what do you do? What do you do when you find yourself overwhelmed by the circumstances of life? Well, I want us to look at this passage for a minute, and I think there are a couple of things that we can discover as we see this, the disciples in this, in this circumstance. And the first one is this. If you're taking notes, I want you to write it down. Number one, if you're in a storm today, you are in the storm with his permission. Everybody say permission. See, if you're facing a storm today, here's what I want you to remember. You are only in the storm because God has allowed you to be in the storm. You see, Nothing happens in your life as a follower of Christ. Nothing happens in your life without his permission. Check this out. Verse number 35. I want you to see this. As evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Check this out. Whose idea was it to get in the boat and go out on the lake? A little feedback here. You got to help me. Whose idea was it? It's Jesus' idea. All right, now, check this out. Just think about this. Think this through for a second. He's Jesus. He's, he is the Son of God. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He knows everything that's going to happen before it ever happens, right? Don't you think that Jesus knew that there was a storm that was going to be coming before they ever got on the boat and got out on the lake? How many would agree with me on that, right? And yet, he said to the disciples, get in the boat, we're going to get on the lake, and we're going to go to the other side. See, sometimes I think, I think we get this idea sometimes that if I'm following Jesus, then I'll never have any problems, if I'm, if I'm a Christian, you know, I came to church and I said a prayer and I gave my heart to Jesus. And if I'm a Christian, then I'll never have any struggles and I'll never have any problems. and I'll never have any circumstances. I'll never have any situations that happen in my life. I've got one word for you today. Wrong. The truth is, storms happen. Everybody say storms happen. 
Now, I know some of you have another expression that's kind of like that, but we're not going to use that one. Storms happen. Stuff happens. Problems happen in your life. And whether you're following Jesus or not following Jesus, you're going to have some problems. You're going to have some stuff. No one is exempt. In fact, Jesus said it like this in Matthew uh, 5 and verse 45. It says, for he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust alike. All of us are going to face problems. All of us are going to face storms, circumstances, stuff that happens in our life. Now, here's the deal. Sometimes we face storms. Sometimes we face problems, and it's our own fault. How many have ever had those kind of problems in your life before? I mean, you just were stupid. You made a stupid decision. You did something dumb, and because of the dumb decision that you make, you have to face the consequences of that decision. And the good news is today, if you've made some dumb decisions and you're reaping the consequences of those dumb decisions. The good news is today is that there is mercy and there is grace and there is a God that loves you so much and you may have to face the storm for a while, but it won't last forever if you'll just surrender yourself to him. Amen? Amen. And some of us, we we face that stuff because of dumb decisions, but sometimes we we face struggles not because of dumb decisions, but just because it's life. And here's the deal. The disciples were following Jesus. It was his idea to get into the boat. And sometimes you face problems not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. See, sometimes opposition comes in our life not because we're going in the wrong direction, but because we're going in the right direction. And what you got to realize is that if you face a storm or a problem or a circumstance that seems to be overwhelming today, what I want you to understand is you're only there because God has allowed you to be there. And nothing, nothing, nothing in your life happens without his permission. So everybody say permission. Number two, look at this. If you're in a storm today, not only are you there with his permission, but secondly, you're there... In his presence. So here's the thing. God would never allow us to go through a problem, a struggle, a circumstance, a storm in our life without going into it with us. See, you're not, you're not alone. You, you may feel like you're going through it alone today, but can I tell you that you are not alone. The very one who has led you into the boat and out on the lake and into the storm is in the boat with you today. Look at, look at the story. Verse number 37. For a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern of the boat on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, check this out. Here's the disciples. They're in the, they're in the lake. They're on the Sea of Galilee. The storm is all around them. They're in the boat. And where is Jesus? Right in the boat with them. He didn't send them out by themselves. He went into the storm with them. And what was he doing? This, this is so funny. It makes me laugh. What was he doing? He was sleeping. I mean, the very thing that caused the disciples to be freaked out and overwhelmed wasn't even enough to make Jesus wake up. I got, I got news for you today. Jesus is not le- losing sleep over your problem. You might be losing sleep over it. 
He's not losing sleep over it. In fact, he knew it was coming before it ever even came. I mean, Jesus doesn't call emergency meetings, you know. I mean, quick, let's get the other members of the Trinity in here. Father and Holy Spirit, we got to have a meeting because we didn't see this thing coming. Man, what are we going to do? No, he already knows. And he's not, he's not stressed out about your problem. And he's right there in the middle of the problem with you. You see, the disciples, man, they're freaking out. They're bailing water over. They're going and waking up Jesus. Jesus, don't you care? They're trying to, they're trying to wake Jesus up to their problem. And Jesus wakes up and says, guys, you don't need to wake me up to your problem. You need to wake up to my presence. Well, that's a good place for an amen right there. You see how I did that with the little peas? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Hey, don't be, don't be freaking out. And, and so, see, see, this is what we do so many times. We get so focused on the problem going on all around us. We're overwhelmed around the, on the problem, and, and we miss out on the fact that Jesus is with us, that his presence is right there with us. And sometimes the problem is actually an opportunity to lean into his presence. Sometimes he even allows the storm in our life to bring us to a place where we call out to him and we experience his presence and we draw closer to him Jesus was in the boat right there with him the whole time he was in the stern of the boat now the stern of the boat was a part of the boat that was down below the boat and they didn't see him at the time and here's the deal you may not see God working you may not see God in your circumstance or in your situation today but just because you don't see him doesn't mean that he's not still with you he has promised He's promised he'd be with us. In fact, the scripture says in Hebrews, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. In Psalm 23, one of our favorite psalms of all, you probably all know it. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. He's promised, he's promised that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us, that no matter where we go or no matter what circumstance happens in our life, that we are in the storm in his presence. So everybody say presence. Number three, if you're in a storm today, I want you to, I want you to realize that you're not just in the storm by his permission or in his presence, but look at this. This is probably the best part of all. For his purpose. You see, if... If God would give a storm permission in your life, it would only be because the storm has a purpose for your life. Some of you are in circumstances right now, you're overwhelmed by it, and you look around and you go, how could any good come from this? But the truth is that every circumstance, if we, if we live for God, if we love him, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that all things, everybody say all things, all things work together for good. For who? For those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. And you may look at your, at your situation right now, and you may look at it and go, this is out of control, and I don't know what to do, and there's nothing that I can do about it. And you go, how could this circumstance ever be for my good? But that is the promise that God has given us, that if we are living for him, if we love him, and we are living according to his purposes, that he will work all things things, even difficult, painful things in our life together for a purpose. You might say, well, I don't understand what is the purpose of my pain. 
What is the purpose of this problem that I'm facing? Well, I don't know what it might be for you, but I, I know what I can see right here in the, in the passage. I mean, first of all, sometimes God will, God will allow a storm in our life to get us where he wants us to be. And we see it right here. Jesus said to the disciples, let's go to the other side. Jesus didn't say, let's go to the middle of the lake. He said, let's go to the other side. He had a, he had a place that he wanted them to go. He, he had it somewhere that he was taking them. And some of you may be here this morning and you find yourself in a place that you don't really want to be in that place. But maybe God has you in that place because he has another place that he wants to take you to. And in order to get where God wants you, you might just have to go through some storms and some struggles and some problems. But God has a purpose. Let's go to the other side. Some of you, maybe God's trying to take you to somewhere that you've never been. He might be trying to take you to a height, to a place that you've never been in your life. See, he might use this storm to get us where he wants us to go, but here's, here's usually how he uses the storm. He might use the storm to make us who he wants us to be. See, we've said it a million times around here. Just get used to it because we'll say it another million times. That God's way more concerned with your character than he is with your comfort. And so many times in life, man, our, our main pursuit of life is to be comfortable. Have the easy life. Everything go, go good, no problems, no, no difficulties, no circumstances, no, no storms in my life. And so we spend our whole life just trying to avoid that and trying to find comfort. But here's the deal is that God's way more concerned with your character than he is with your comfort. He's way more concerned with who you are than how you feel. Most of the time we're concerned about how do I feel. And so we want everything to go good and go smooth. And the truth is that, hey, one day, one day we're going to be in heaven. When we get to heaven, what's going to happen? Man, there's going to be no more problems, no more pain, no more, no more struggles, no more difficulties. Praise God for when we get to heaven. But the truth is today we ain't there yet. And as long as you're here on this earth, God is trying to form you into the image of his son. And sometimes he has to allow some struggles. Sometimes he has to allow some problems. Sometimes he has to allow some storms into our lives to make us into who he has called us to be. And when it comes to storms, many times we want God to do a removing job when what God wants to do is an improving job. Man, we want God to take the storm away, remove it. God says, no, I want to allow it so that it will improve you and build you and make you who I called you to be. I love this passage in James 1 and verse 2. Check this out. It says, consider it pure joy. Everybody say joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kind. Man, that always was just like, I don't understand that. I don't get that. I mean, he says, he says consider it joy. Okay, I like that. Joy, happy, be, be joyful. But then he says, when you face trials of many kind. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. It's like, hey, praise report, guys. I just lost my job, you know. <laughs> oh, let's all shout hallelujah, man. My kids are in the hospital and the car broke down. And, and James says, Consider it joy when you face problems and trials of many kind. But he says, this is how we can consider it joy. That we know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Here's the deal is a faith that is tested is a faith that can be trusted. 
And God says, I, I want to build some perseverance in you so that it may finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. How many would say this morning, I want to be mature? I want to be complete. I don't want to have any lack in my life. You see, the reason that we're overwhelmed is because we lack. We have a deficit. We don't have everything that we need or think that we need or we want. And the the scripture says, hey, when you go through a trial, when you go through a difficulty, I can use that circumstance to build you, to make you mature and complete so that you won't be lacking anything so that when you face the next storm or the next trial, you won't be overwhelmed by it because you will not lack for anything because you're mature and complete and you've developed character and perseverance. Come on, I'm preaching good here today. Romans 5.3 says, Troubles produce patience and patience produces character. So some of you today, you're looking at the storm and you're going, all right, that's good. God gave me, I'm here because I'm you know, in his permission and I'm in his presence. He's got a purpose for it. But man, what, what do I do about this storm and this problem that I'm facing in my life today? Well, I just want you to see a couple of things. First of all, you just have to surrender control. When you find yourself in an overwhelming situation, here's what you do. You just give up. You give up control. You give it to God. In fact, that, that's the bottom line of this whole message this morning is this. You don't have control. You don't. You might think that you do. Sometimes we get this, this idea that we're in control, but truly, you're not in control. I mean, last I checked, you're not the captain of the ship. Last I checked, you're not the creator of the universe. Last I checked, you don't have the power to speak to the wind or to the waves and say, be still and the wind and the waves will die down and be still. And the truth is, we've got to come to this place in our lives where we recognize, hey, I'm not in control. I never was in control. I'm never going to be in control. And so I just have to surrender control to the one who is. See, look what happens. Verse number 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat and his head was on a cushion and the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And Jesus woke up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And I can can just picture this, this instance in my mind, here's the disciples, and man, they're doing everything they can. I mean, they're fishermen, and so I'm sure they'd been in storms before, but this one was overwhelming. They thought they were going to die, and so they're trying to control the boat, and they're doing everything that they can, probably throwing stuff overboard, and they probably got buckets, and they're trying to bucket the water out of the boat, and it just seems like the more that they take the water out of the boat, the more water they take in to the boat, and the boat is going down, and they're freaking out, and they don't know what to do, and then all of a sudden, somebody goes, wait a second where's Jesus didn't he get on the boat with us man somebody maybe needs to go and wake Jesus up and so they finally realize that we're not in control of this maybe we need to go to the one who is in control and they wake Jesus up and Jesus stands up in the boat and with three words quiet be still Jesus does more than they ever could have done in their lifetime, in their own, in their own way, in their own power. 
Man, some of us, we need to realize here today, man, you're scurrying around, you're trying to fix all this stuff, make somebody do something, fix my marriage, trying to fix all these situations, and you're trying to, you're trying to control it and make it all happen and make things go the way you want it to go, and you just need to realize today, you're not in control, you never were in control, and you need to go to the one who is in control. And it's in that surrender, that's what we've been studying in this whole series, basically. When we're overwhelmed, it's because we're trying to do things we were never meant to do. And when we come to that place of surrender, it's there that we find a quiet calm. It's there where we find a peace and a rest. When we finally come to that place where we realize, I'm not in control of it. He's the one that's in control. And when we surrender, then he can begin to speak peace. And maybe this morning, maybe... He will speak peace to your situation. Maybe he will speak peace and suddenly your marriage will be healed or suddenly your financial situation will be better or suddenly the depression will be gone and he has the power to do that and maybe he will but many times he doesn't speak peace to our situation but instead he speaks peace to our hearts. When we come to that place of surrender, there's, there's a peace, there's a quiet, there's a rest. You've got to surrender control. Number two, you just got to stay in the boat. Everybody say, stay in the boat. And I, I, reached, I researched this, this whole passage here. And how did the disciples get to the other side? Man, I looked it up in the Greek and the concordance and all of the different, you know, all the different references and all of that kind of stuff. And I came up with one little thing. They just simply stayed in the boats. Some of you find yourselves in a place where you don't really want to be. And here's the thing. The temptation is to jump ship. The temptation is to say, man, I didn't think this was going to be this bad. Man, I didn't sign up for this. So I gave my heart to Jesus. Man, I didn't think that I was going to have this kind of struggle. Or I didn't think I was going to have this kind of problems. It might just be easier to just kind of go back to the life that I had before. Because this following Jesus thing, man, this is hard. And the temptation would be to just jump ship, just to go back to where you came from. I mean, I can imagine there's the, there's the disciples sitting in the boat, and they're looking back at the old shore. They're looking back at the beach over there. Maybe some of their old buddies are back there on the beach, and they're just having a good old time and playing beach volleyball over there and cooking some hot dogs, kosher hot dogs, of course. Some of y'all will get that later. And I can imagine they're thinking, man... It was so much easier back on the shore. Maybe I ought to jump out and go back to where I was. But the only way to get to the other side is to stay in the boat where Jesus is. And some of you are here today and you're so overwhelmed by your circumstance and the trials and the stuff that's going on in your life. And even in your mind, you've thought, maybe I ought to give up on this God thing. Maybe I ought to give up on this marriage. Maybe I ought to give up on all of this stuff that's going on in my life because it would be easier to just go back to where I came from. But can I tell you, the only way you're going to get where God wants you to go is if you stay in the boat. And in the boat is where Jesus is. See, I love this. I love this scripture. One of my favorite in all, in all the word of God. Galatians 6 and verse 9. Look at this. It says, let us not become weary. Some of y'all are weary today. Let us not become weary in doing good. For look at this. At the proper time. Another translation says, in due season. You will reap a harvest if what? If you do not give up. Some of you right now, you're thinking, man, it would just be easier to give up, be easier 
to quit. But can I tell you, the only way you're going to get to the other side is if you stay in the boat. In due season. The proper time you say, when's due season? I don't know. When your season's due. When's my season due? In due season. I don't know. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to take. But here's one thing that I know about storms is that storms don't last forever. You may find yourself in the middle of a storm. You may find yourself in the middle of a trial or of a circumstance right now, and the waves may be mounting up all around you, and you may be thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I'm telling you here today, Jesus is in the boat with you, and he's bringing you through what you're going through for a purpose. He's taking you somewhere that maybe you've never been before. He's making you into someone that he has called you to be. He's building your character, and if you just surrender yourself to him and you'll just say I don't have control and I don't know how long it's going to take but I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to give it all to God when we come to that place then in that place there is a rest there is a there is a peace that passes all understanding it reminds me of the story of the disciples Jesus Jesus basically got up there was a whole group of people big crowd of people and he said, hey, if you're going to follow me, it's going to be hard. He said, there are going to be struggles. There's going to be problems. There's going to be, there's going to be pain. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to suffer with me is basically what he was saying. You're going to have to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. In other words, what he was saying is, I'm going to go to the cross. And if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to go to the cross as well. And when he said those words at that moment, a whole bunch of the people that were gathered in the crowd, they all left. And they, they went their own way. And the disciples, they stayed there, and Jesus said, what about you guys? Y'all come with me, or are you going to go off and leave like everybody else did? And Peter, he had such great insight, and he said, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? You have the words of life. Yeah, it may be painful, and yeah, there may be storms, and yeah, there may be problems, but where else are we going to go? Some of you are here this morning, you're going, man, I'm going through it. I didn't think I was going to go through it like this, trying to be, trying to serve God. And I didn't think if I served God with my family that I'd be struggling with this thing. Or if I led my, in my marriage that I'd be going through this. Or if I stood up for Christ in my work that I'd be having this situation or problem or thing going on in my life. And you look back and you think, maybe I could go back to the life that I came from. But here's the deal. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? He has the words of life. Life and peace and rest only comes through him. So you just got to stick with him. You got to stay in his presence. You got to stay in the boat and you surrender yourself. You just say, God, I don't have it anymore and I can't do it anymore. And I don't have control and I never had control. And so I'm just going to lay it down here and I'm going to give it to you. It's yours, God. And when you come to that place, it's amazing that the storm may continue around you and the problem may keep going all around you, but there's this peace in your heart and in your life knowing that, hey, he is in control. I don't have control, but I am with the one who does. 